to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Yes, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo, co-author of the bestseller of the same name, author of The One Minute Commute, available in all good bookshops and as an audiobook, and host of the new Rekindle podcast. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, today I'm speaking with Sonia Keenan, who runs Omnichannel Media Group. She co-founded the women's lifestyle blog, Balance by Deborah Hutton, and has built and sold a number of businesses during her career. Thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. Hi, Robert. Great to be here. Good, thank you. So look, we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, developing a digital strategy. So perhaps the place to start is for me to chuck one at you and say, well, how good are we? How good are we at this, do you think? Are we getting it right or not so right? Um, I think uh, as it becomes more complicated, we're probably getting at least right. Uh, I think the... um, the big thing that I've seen with business owners that were early adopters of digital marketing, that they are able to move with it and still do quite well with it. Mm. Businesses that are coming to the party now are struggling because mm. the platforms have become far more complicated and far more expensive. Um, so there's a lot more to lose. So I think uh, the, the saying that I use a lot is, we now have an internet that's full of information but lacking knowledge. And as business owners, where do we find that knowledge to help us turn that information into something that can help us grow our business? Mm. Look, that's a very true observations, And it's interesting, isn't it, as you say, that there is kind of so much there for us now. And I think it's, it's very daunting for a number of people that are starting out, but also people that have been going for a little while, they bump into people that say, oh, you've got to be doing this, you've got to be all over this, you've got to be doing that. Um, very hard. And uh, do you find that, that so many of us are kind of spreading ourselves too thin? Spending, do we spend too much time on this stuff? Yeah, and I think um, what's happened with it is, uh, you know, we start our business because we are either attracted to something, we're very good at something, or, or we've bought something. And, you know, whether you're an architect, an accountant, uh, whether you've got even your own agency where you do other people's work, you didn't start that business because you wanted to do Facebook ads and update your WordPress website. <laughs> and those things are becoming more complicated. Just keeping track of all your passwords is, is hard enough, let alone being able to work out what your sort of return on investment should be, what's your cost per click, you know, is this working, why has Facebook banned my ad, why have they shut down my account, you know, there's just so much that goes into it now and it's got nothing to do with being a great architect or, or, or a great accountant and I, I heard this saying once and I, I use it all the time and it's just because you can doesn't mean you should and if I say use the analogy of an accountant or, or 
or uh, architect. You know, they're very highly skilled people that we engage to do something that's very important for us because we don't believe we've got the ability to do it ourselves. If we wanted to renovate our own house and draw up the plans on a bit of paper, we could probably do that. But would we be safe to put our family inside that house? (laughs) And business is no less. Like people Mm. take their livelihood and go effectively, I can draw those plans myself and put my own ads up and, and you know, it, it, it'll work. But what if you can't provide for your family? What if your business isn't reaching the potential that it should? Mm. Because these these platforms have become so complicated and so competitive. That mm. That's the other thing that's changing dramatically. Mm, very good point. Okay, now look, I think you've got some some clear tips for us about this whole topic of developing a digital strategy so let's get into those where should where where does all where should we start with all of this well the first thing goes back to one of your first points and i call it pick your church and stay with it so choose the model that you want to follow you know you might follow ryan dice from digital digital marketer or you might follow amy porterfield or you might follow these various gurus that are out there that offer different learning environments to learn this stuff. Pick one and stick to it and implement some things. Just do one thing and implement it and then do another thing. Don't keep chopping and changing and and not knowing the lane that you want to be in because Mm -hmm. if you don't, it's like going to the gym and doing, you know, all different types of things, but you never actually commit to one thing well enough to change your diet or to change your body shape or whatever. So pick your church, implement one thing and get a result and then use what you got from that to implement something else. So pick your church and just get started. Okay, Um, let me just quiz you on that. So in at the start of that point, you mentioned you, you rattled off quite a few names of, of people yes. that have, you know, big following in their space. So is when you say pick your church, do you do you literally mean follow a person or is it follow a just a particular path? I mean, I, I think when you're starting, you will be attracted to somebody that you like the way they speak. You like the language they use. Um, for me, it was digital marketer. I, I went to a conference in San Diego back in 2013, and it was the I heard Ryan Dice speak at the opening keynote. And the thing was, he gave me a vernacular for stuff we were doing in balance organically, but I didn't realise what we were doing. You know, I, I'd always believed in engagement of content would win over, you know black hat seo sort of stuff and and he was talking about that and and from there i've i've grown in their community a lot more um through that i've met other people with other communities but we all have a similar value and and that's fits my business because it's about content marketing delivering value in advance and building it from there if you are somebody that has a a different approach it might be that you like um you know, uh, Brunson and his funnels, or as I said, Amy Porterfield and her membership site sort of okay. way. But pick pick a theme that you think is going to help you grow your business that resonates with you so that you can learn from it and you want to learn from it and, and, and apply it. If what you're hearing is foreign to your own values, you're never going to apply it and it's mm. never going to work for your business because it's probably foreign to your customers' values. Mm. And, and, 
internet marketing in whole now is about community development. Uh, Facebook rewards content in groups over anything else on the internet now because it sees groups and how we connect as community and, and drawn together through a shared values and shared purpose as how we as humans interact, which is very true. So mm-hmm picking somebody that you feel you would want to talk to if you met them or would go and have dinner with them. If you see this guy selling some stuff on the internet and it's offering, you know, incredible results, but you think he's not really nice, well then don't don't follow follow him. him. Yeah. And too often what I find is people just chop and change and so they never do anything. Yeah. Look, some great points, Aaron. And, uh, and I agree with you that if, if, you know, if you're following somebody or, or a particular group and you don't like what they're doing, it jars with you, then, you know, get out of there. Because as you say, yep. the chances are it's not going to sit with your customers either if it doesn't align with your own values. So the guy you mentioned there, just to be clear, digital marketer Ryan Dice. Is that right? How do you spell his yes. name? So uh, Dice is uh, D-E-I-S-S. They digital marketer is a learning environment. That's basically all that they do is teach um, or teach programs on how to do Facebook ads, how to do Google, okay, how to you. do those sorts of things. And they have everything from products that are like sort of $39, $49 a month right up to thousands. Yeah. Um, I have found that their faculty of educators are the broadest church that I have come across. And, and that's why I've, I've I'm heavily aligned with them. Mm. I've since gone on to sort of join their certified partner programs and things like that um, because I find it's good for small business. Their mission is to double the size of 10,000 businesses over this sort of five-year period because they see the power of digital marketing for small business. Mm, Great. Okay. Well, look, that's your first point is um, is follow a model find a model and follow one that that kind of sits with you so okay great point where do we go to next the next one is continue on with the learning is accountability Uh, one of the biggest problems in small businesses we're not accountable to ourselves Mm. for actually doing stuff so if you're going to go to a conference or if you're going to sign up to learn all these things or you are going to do your own facebook ads set some accountability around it um, one of the issues with digital marketing is you can advertise for as little as $10 a day, but $10 a day is is over $3,500 a year. And for a lot of small businesses, that's more money than they spend, but it's wasted because they're not accountable for the results. If they were handing that money over to traditional media like newspaper ads or radio or television, they would expect a result. So keep yourself accountable on what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and how you're going to measure the success because you need to know if it's working. And if you don't, that means you don't know enough about what you're doing because the metrics out there now mean that you can measure the success of your marketing and where it's getting the results from you. So accountability is a big one. And if you're on your own, that can be hard. You might have to make your wife accountable for you or your, you might have a, a friend that's helping you with this or even your accountant or some other advisor, but somebody has to keep you honest to yourself. Mm. No, great point. And, uh, and it's so interesting these days with so many models being, you know, you mentioned membership a few minutes ago, you mm. know, that so many of us in business, we're paying small amounts every month for something, you know, mm. whether, whether it's for, you know, the platforms that we use or services or streaming that we buy. 
but gosh, they certainly add up. And as you say, you know, that's thirteen hundred dollars, the example that you use. That's a lot of money. So oh, it is. accountability yeah. good point. Okay, brilliant. All right, where to next? So following on from that, the next one is that marketing um, costs time or money or both. So if you're going to choose to do this stuff yourself, you need to factor in the cost of your own time to do it. Um, because if you're a person who's, say you're a, a, a dentist, you've spent years training to be a dentist, your time per hour in your business is probably worth several hundred dollars an hour. Mm. Is sitting there optimising your Facebook ads the best value of your time? Um, and then there's obviously their money associated with the ads that you're running or if you're going to outsource it, you know, what's it going to cost you? But you need to factor in the time cost of marketing as well as the true monetary cost of it. Because once again, I see businesses saying, I can do this myself. And, you know, there's that saying, just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. should. Yep. And and for a lot of small businesses, it's not even that they're saving them. They think they're saving themselves money. What I see when I work with some of these businesses is they're costing their business growth and sales because they don't actually know what they're doing. Mm. You know, if they had just tweaked the creative on that ad a little bit or got their audiences a little bit more fine-tuned or picked a different platform than the one that they were advertising on, they would have got more sales and their own inability to grow their business was hamstringing it through their own sort of non-understanding of how these platforms work. So mm. look at those things. It's really important. Um, yeah, I must that, say, you know, I've, I've never yet seen a dentist who's um, been spending time working on Facebook ads. You know, no, I have. Example. I, I have, have, though, to tell you. That's why I sort of had <laughs> it in my mind is, um, you know, I, I've, I've had a, a, I had a financial planner that we've worked with that um, in one campaign I generated what it would cost for him to work with our agency for the whole year. Because And it was all just sitting inside his database. He didn't know, you know. Too often in marketing now, what we're doing is what we call top of the funnel. We're just doing marketing to cold leads mm. and selling. And then they subscribe to something and don't buy from us today. But we never go back and ask them mm. again, you Instead know. Instead people. Yeah and, yeah, and asking for the sale, you know, which leads me into my, my next sort of two points that, mm. that come in together is your messaging. Yep. Um, direct response advertising on platforms like Facebook, which are, you know, your, your very sort of um, price product type ads are nowhere near as effective as they used to be. Facebook has become a, a platform where your ads are interrupting your potential clients viewing on Facebook. So the ads have to be ads that engage them and tell stories and are of interest. And, um, that messaging and how you present that, even the nuances in it, in the, the 10 years that, that that Facebook's been running. And then, I mean, I first started doing Facebook ads, I think, in about 2007 um, or eight when it first launched. And in those days, you just put what you wanted people to buy, whereas now it's all about how do we tell the story, how do we have content that we call looks more native so it doesn't actually look like ads it looks more like a connection through a story and that in itself is an art for a lot of business owners to learn how to do or even make sure that if they're outsourcing it that other people are doing it for them and the the two big tips that I have in this area is 
Number one, you have to be able to articulate the pain point that you solve in a single sentence. If you can't articulate that, if you can't actually allow people to understand what the after state is once they've been using your product or working with you, um, people will not connect with you. Um, and it's for solopreneurs who are often in service-based businesses, it's critical. You know, it's it's not that I'm, um, you know, I'm a, if we go back to say the architect example, you know, my pain point that, that I solve is not that I design houses. The, the pain point that I solve for you is I will create an environment where your family will be able to come together and love living together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something yep. along those lines. Um, or I will demystify the building process for you because I will hold your hand while we build this house together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that sort of um, imagery that we have to create in people's minds as to what the after state of it will be. And that's through telling a story. But the thing that this, the, the absolute thing that people need to understand is it's the client's story, not oh, your yep. story. You know, the client is the hero in your story. Yeah. And it, it's, it's becoming so important in everything we do with marketing mm. online. Look, I think uh, you know, a great point, and it's, it's, a, it's a topic that, that we speak about a fair bit. I guess within flying solo is this is the ability to speak in an engaging way and speak um, to your customers' pain points as opposed to continually droning on about what it is that you want to say. We need to think about our customers and what they want from us. Um, mm. And I guess again, this comes back to the point before as well is is when we we're in danger of spending too much time doing this stuff, and we and if we're doing it ourselves it can sometimes be very hard to take that step back and, and actually really look at our language and our messaging. Uh, I mean, do yes. you observe that? Do you observe a lot of businesses that, A, spend too much time and also are just all over the shop with their messaging? Yes, and they also assume that their customers know so much about them and are thinking about them all the time, mm. um, and they're not. Um, it, it's one of the greatest lessons as an adult I have learned is that people are not thinking about you. Mm. nobody's thinking about you everyone's thinking about themselves and so when you uh, it is but Mm. when you are putting your message out there as a company you know too often people will say to me oh my customers already know that about me no they don't that they don't and and the call to action you know having if you're going to be marketing to people whether via email uh, online a newspaper ad face-to-face what is the call to action? What is the thing that you need them to do to be able to help them? Mm. And that needs to be in a big, big, shiny button on your website somewhere up the top of the fold that's easy for people to find. If you're a chiropractor, it needs to be book now. Mm. You know, like, sure. And we don't. We have these sort of airy-fairy sort of shop fronts, which is what our websites are now, but they don't actually say come inside. They mm. look like it's shut. And um, business owners aren't necessarily great at that. If you go back to, I don't know if you ever watched Mad Men, the, sure. the TV series, yep. like set in the 50s, Madison Avenue. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s, Madison Avenue, they had letterbox drops. They had um, letters. 
they had newspaper ads, radio, and television was just starting. Mm. And it was so complicated back then that you had to have Donald Draper work out your creative for you. Mm. Now we have something like, I think the platforms are up to about a thousand different platforms that Mm. as business owners we could tap into. And we think that because we own our business, we know how to communicate that to customers and it's it's really about saying if I'm going to go do a Pinterest campaign who do I know that uses Pinterest all the time even just as a friend to find out how they use Pinterest so I could understand what messaging I would have to have there um if you're not going, if you can't afford to get experts to help you with this stuff at least go out amongst people who you know that might be able to help you see how they interact and then get a whole lot of people who don't know you to have a look at your marketing. Yeah, just make um, sure you really understand the audience yeah. on whatever platform you choose. Because I guess that, you know, the point is, and, and uh, you know, I like that story about, you know, using Donald Draper. But I guess also what we know is that these platforms intentionally try to make everything incredibly simple for us mm. to get our credit cards out and spend some money. Um, yes. But simple doesn't, you know, that, that there's a trap there because it's they're not necessarily guiding us on exactly what our messaging ought to be, how we ought yes. to pitch things, but they're just saying, hey, stick 30 words in here and give us your credit card. You well, know. you look at Facebook's Boost Now function, you know, they say to you, oh, this, this post is performing 85% better than anything on your Facebook page. Boost it now and you could get to 500,000 people. Mm. Um and the number of businesses that just do that, and then they don't put an end date on it. It mm. just keeps going forever and ever, and they just get these tiny little cuts coming from Facebook all the time. And when I go in, I find that there's no targeting on it. You know, it's a consumer business that only targets people within 10-kilometer radius of yeah. their their business, and all their likes are coming from Bangladesh. Yeah. You know, like Crazy. it's, it's that sort of thing. And that's the other thing, um, Robert, on that is the, that – Unless the federal government starts taxing us on Facebook likes, Facebook likes are not a currency. They're mm. they're a, a vanity metrics. Yeah. And if that is the measure of success of your marketing campaigns, you're sitting in the friend zone yeah. and you need to be doing things that bring customers up and get them to convert. And that is the, you know, the, the final part of all this is that if you can't see that this is generating sales, well, then you're better off just stopping. Yes. Let me, let me just stop, hold you there talking about stopping for a sec. So mm. let me just go back. When you were talking about messaging, you said there were kind of two sub points. I just want to make sure I got those. One was articulating the pain point. Was the second one the, the need for call to action? Yes, definitely. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. Um, it, it's, it's, in every email that you send a customer, there needs to be a call to action. Um, it, it, unless you're in the very early stages where you're trying to bring someone to engage with you, where they're still, uh, the analogy that's used all the time is dating. You know, you see someone at a bar and you think, oh, wow, I'd like to meet that person. I'm going to go up and ask him if I can buy a drink. If the next question you said was, what do you think we're going to call our children when we get married? That would be really creepy. Wouldn't go well. And too often that's what our marketing is. So, you know, back in when I did my undergraduate in marketing, you know, too many decades ago to remember, the key thing then and it is still today is it takes somewhere between six to eight messages 
a minimum normally for somebody to connect with you to make a sale. So what are your steps? And we call it a customer value journey. So what are your steps to move people through what they need from you to make a commitment? And some of those people will go from one to six in a couple of seconds, but other people might take six months depending on what the product is. And so how are you doing that? But at all times when you're communicating with the customer, Give them the respect of letting them know how to buy from you because a lot of times you don't and you just assume, oh, I'm sending this email, they'll know to go to my website Mm. to book. Well, maybe they don't. And when they get to your website, they don't really care about our our team and contact us and more businesses have their privacy policy in a better place on their website than their buy now button. Mm. Crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, call to action. Okay. All right. Lovely. Now, I've lost count of our total number of points, but I think we're getting near to your. I think that's point. pretty. The, the core ones that I had, but okay. um, I, I just. I think a great example at the moment, and, and um, at the time of us recording this, it's mm. coming up to the federal election. And you listen to the chatter on any radio at the moment or television. And all we've got is a whole lot of people talking about themselves. They're not talking about how their beliefs or their ability is going to help somebody fix a pain point. Mm. And then they're not talking about what's in it for the the voter. And I think that if we heard a politician that came up and said, I understand that you want your children to be able to have the education that they deserve so they can get a job and have a home and have a better life than you did. My policies will help you do this because of this, this and this. Mm. Vote for me and I'll make sure we get that policy through. Mm. As opposed to, I'm a great guy, I'm doing this, I've done that, look at this, look at that. And and, and everyone just completely disengages because mm. it's not, talking to me they're not talking about my pain point no it's interesting isn't it and as as a marketer you must look at um at politicians and just um you know put your head in your hands i mean it's oh i'd love to get one of them and just Mm. get them to change their story just for a couple of days and see what happened because the the uh the thing that i know is that people are drawn to how you are helping them change their story. Mm. They might listen to you tell a story, but if you can help me rewrite my story and change my story, well, then I'm going to be bolted onto you for life. Mm. And unfortunately, in the in the political world that we live in, it, it, we've, there's been this disconnect between that. And, and I think that um, if, if you look at, say, uh, what, why something like Facebook has been successful is because it allows us all to tell our own story every day. And that's why it's so powerful because we don't have that. We never had that voice before. We only way our story was ever documented was if the local newspaper took a photograph of us or or we happened to be you know at the back of a of a camera when it was at the shopping center and you'd run home and tell your mum i'm going to be on the news tonight whereas every day we can be on the news Mm. in our own news feed and and that is where we now live we're all editors of our own story but how as businesses do we help people change that story Mm. how do we help them grow as people and and most humans on this planet are looking to create a better life for their family, become debt free and have the holidays they want. No matter where I research over 20 years Mm. in various corporate roles, 
that is the same. Absolutely. They might change in language, but, you know, provide a better life for my family. Mm. Well, look, have that's the holidays I want. So Be- true. And look, we know from a lot of the research that we do here that that's what drives so many people to start their own solo business mm. is that they, they can actually create a business and freedom and uh, independence in, in a way that's just not possible in employment. Yes. But look, um, very interesting. And uh, so, Sonia Keenan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm kind of quite pleased that actually you didn't get hold of one of the pollies because it's the one politician, <laughs> the one, you know, if there's only one politician who's got a good marketer, you know, it'd better be the right politician. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But by the t- <laughs> We won't go down there, no. no. By the time this all. publishes, that will all have been resolved. Resolved, well another, and truly. Another few years. But look, Sonia, um, now I know that you, you're involved, you run uh, some events in this space. So if yes. we want to find out more about the work that you do, where's the best place to go? So we've got an event that's coming up this year. So if you go to dmdu.com.au, um, it's an event we run on the Gold Coast in August, uh, just purely for small businesses. So uh, we'd love to see some of your followers there. Um, or you can find me on omnichannelmediagroup.com is uh is the agency site that uh, supports my business so uh, yeah always happy to have a chat to people um my big thing is i call it implementation paralysis businesses are like a cordless drill their drill bits stuck in the brick wall and the drills going around and and nothing's shifting so if you need some help um uh, i don't charge for that sort of stuff it's just if someone you know if you've heard this and something i've said resonated with you and you'd like wow sonia i'd just like you to have a look at this email i'm sending or or have a look at my website and tell me what you think you do uh always happy to have a chat um yeah it's um uh, i'm come from a family of small business owners been in it all my life and know how rewarding it is but also know it can be sometimes completely debilitating and there's just nothing uh worse than to see someone who thinks they're on their own and they're not you know there's a community out there and i definitely believe that if we all help each other we'll all get there a little bit quicker and there's no scarcity on success so um yeah if i'm happy to help people wherever i can thank you very much thank you again sonia kenyan for spending your time with flying solo and look before i go Don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 